Hello, I'm Mike Patra, and I'm the host of the Hoopball DFS Today podcast. Come join us as we go game by game, breaking down our top plays, fades, values, pivots, and talk overall strategy for both tournaments and cash games. And the best part, we're doing this seven days a week. So come check us out. That's Hoopball DFS Today. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Mike Patria for any updates, listener contests, and DFS information. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, David Williams. This is Hoop Ball Grizz. I'm rolling solo again tonight. Sam is still not feeling well. Sam, hope you get to feeling better. We are going to break down the Boston. Well, we're going to talk about the loss to the Boston Celtics. We're going to talk about the playoff scenarios, the bubble in general. There's a lot of stuff to unpack here. We're just going to get started, see where we're at, see where we go. I've got a lot of stuff here in the notes. I may get to it all in this episode. You may get it later on. There's something that I'm working on that I'm not sure I'm ready to present tonight. So I don't know, may I, you know, teasing a little bit there, teasing a little bit. So we'll jump in. The Grizzlies played the Boston Celtics and did not get the job done. As seems to be the case for the Grizzlies in the bubble, they uh, have one win against the only team that rested somebody against the Grizzlies, and that is the Oklahoma City Thunder. And they were down. Steven Adams, Grizzlies managed to pull off a win. Obviously, Grizzlies are not full strength. Obviously, there are a lot of things that are going wrong with the Grizzlies right now. Young team, offense is stalling. Man, there's a whole bunch of negatives that you can unpack. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dive into the negative stuff. I've kind of uh, crapped on them quite a bit lately, so I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna run through the box score, final score of the Celtics game, 122-107. Of course, Grizzlies go down. Kyle Anderson started off terrible. He had zero points until like the fourth quarter, I believe. I mean, he six point seven rebounds, two assists. Uh, Anthony Tolliver played thirteen minutes and had one rebound and one assist. That's not acceptable. You can't be on the floor for that amount of time and not have any type of production. JV was fourteen and ten, another double double for him. Dylan Brooks fourteen two and three. Brandon Clark, 15-6-1 and a block coming off the bench. Grayson Allen continues to impress. 12-5-2-1. Gorgie Zhang, 10 points, 5 rebounds, 3 steals. DeAnthony Melton, 3 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal. Yuta and Josh got in and some garbage time and Conchar as well, and they contributed 2-2-3 uh, two, two respectively. So th- there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we can go or we can look at, you know, what happened here, like Dylan going five for 15, Anthony Tolliver playing 13 minutes and not producing anything. There's a ton of stuff that you can point out, st- like you can single out, this is not okay. You can single out that Dylan making bad decisions is not okay and it's costing the Grizzlies or it has costed the Grizzlies some games. You got to keep in mind, you have to keep in mind, it's the first year of a rebuild. The first year of a rebuild. These guys are miles ahead of where anybody, even 
if you're an optimistic Grizzlies fan, I don't think that you believed coming into this season that they were going to be where they're at right now. They can still make the playoffs. They can still make the playing game. They can still get the eight seed and have to get beat twice in order for another team to make it into the playoffs. Do the Grizzlies want to make the playoffs at this point? I can't tell you. What I can tell you is that based off of what I've seen on the court from them, it doesn't look like it. Man, there's no sense of urgency. There's no hunger there from any of the guys. There's not enough. I won't say there's no hunger from any of the, There's not enough hunger. There's not enough sense of urgency for me watching these games, watching what these guys are doing. I just don't see enough I need to see more energy I need to see them wanting it yeah you're down Tyus you're down Jaron Jackson that's two of your your top seven players on the roster maybe even you know top six you can argue Tyus where he's at five six he's seven or below for me because you know you got anyway not gonna dig into that gonna run into the playoff scenarios here this is what the Grizzlies have to do. If they win, if the Grizzlies win, they are a nine seed. Okay? If they win, they're a nine seed. Right now, they're sitting in the ninth spot. They're tied with San Antonio and Phoenix. Portland is sitting in the eighth, eighth seed. So if Portland wins, they're the eighth seed. Locked in eighth seed. Portland can maintain the eighth seed if Memphis, Phoenix, and San Antonio all lose, Portland is nine. Okay, so Portland is nine if they lose and only one of Memphis, Phoenix, and San Antonio win. So if any of the three teams that are behind Portland a half a game win and Portland loses, they drop to nine. That team jumps them to eight. Memphis... Again, they can get eight. They can still get the eighth seed with a win and a Portland loss. Memphis is the nine seed if Portland wins and Phoenix and San Antonio loses. Phoenix can get the eighth seed if they win and both Memphis and Portland lose. Phoenix is a nine seed if they win and Memphis and Portland loses. San Antonio can be the eighth seed if they win and all three of the other teams lose, San Antonio can still be the nine seed if they win and two of the three other teams lose. So you can, like, this is, it's like, yes, no, man, I don't know. what. There's a whole bunch of junk. There's a lot. Like, if you're the NBA right now, you have got to be excited. If you're Adam Silver, there's no way you could have thought this bubble would have been this good. This has been good basketball. The Grizzlies have not played well, but there's been some really good games, and Phoenix is on fire right now. Yeah, they've caught some breaks. The Grizzlies have not. Phoenix has played a lot of teams that are resting people. The Grizzlies have not had that type of fortune. They just haven't. It has been full roster against the Grizzlies for every game with the exception of the Oklahoma City game. Phoenix has played against teams that were resting people or had injuries in every game that they've won. 
Portland has had some luck like that. San Antonio's had some luck like that. Memphis has not. Got some good news today. Bad news if you're a Bucks fan. Bad news if you're a Phoenix fan or a San Antonio fan. Giannis throws a headbutt at Mo Wagner. I I don't get it. I mean, sure, yeah, I understand somebody can get under your skin, but that game was pointless. It was meaningless. Why is he out there, one? But two, why let him do that to you? I think Giannis is very fortunate to only get one game. I think if the roles are reversed, if that's Mo Wagner that is headbutting Giannis instead of the other way around, Wagner gets a a five-game minimum suspension. Giannis's reputation saved him there, but him missing tomorrow's game against the Grizzlies or today's game, depending on when you're listening to this, is huge for Memphis. The Bucks released their injury report, and there, you know, there were a couple guys that had been on the injury report that are not. So, not sure exactly what the Bucks starting lineup is going to look like. But Memphis has got to come. It doesn't matter if if Middleton's playing, if uh, Brooke Lopez is playing, Eric Bledsoe. It doesn't matter who they start outside of Giannis. You know, Giannis is not going to be there. But you've got to come to this game. It's win or go home. If you lose this game, you're going home. There's nothing that – there's no way – so th- this is other matchups. The Suns are playing the Mavericks. Mavericks have nothing to play for. The Spurs are playing the Jazz. Jazz have nothing to play for. And the Blazers are playing the Nets. Honestly, out of the three games, that's the toughest game. The Nets have beat some teams that they've had no business beating in this bubble. Maybe this is – you know. The Blazers had a tough matchup. The Mavericks easily could have won that game the other night. Didn't happen. They didn't finish. Damian Lillard has been playing out of his freaking mind unconscious right now. Kudos to him. Dame, stop whining. I hate that he whines so much. He's a straight-up baller, and this dude cries all the time. All the time. Write your letter because you're not an all-star. Cry because they're not doing enough to get you into the playoffs. Yada, yada, yada. You plug it in, whatever. Dame is a baller, but he cries a little bit too much for me. I respect his game. I respect what he does on the floor and what he's doing in this bubble right now. But he needs to just back off of the crybaby stuff. So that that's the toughest game. That's I'm sorry. Went on the Dame trail. But the Blazers-Nets is probably the most intriguing out of those three games. Obviously, all of them are important to the Grizzlies. But you can't count on two of these three teams losing. You, you you just can't. You've got to go out and take care of business. You have to take care of your own business. Ja Morant has been playing great. He's been doing exactly what you want from him, doing the things that you want him to do. The Grizzlies, if nothing else in this bubble, have learned quite a few things that they can take as positives going into next year. And then there's some stuff that, that brings questions up. Okay, so what... Uh, DeAnthony Melton is a free agent, and after the way that he's played in this bubble, what do you do with him? Pre-bubble, pre-bubble, there, there's no chance, there is zero chance that I think DeAnthony Melton is playing for another team outside of Memphis next year. I don't think the Grizzlies are letting it happen pre-bubble. After the bubble, what he's done here. It's atrocious. I don't have his bubble numbers in front of me, but I think Peter Edmondson 
he he posted it earlier, and he's like, I cannot believe. He said somebody told me what his numbers were in the bubble, and I didn't believe it until I looked it up myself. And it's all terrible. He's shooting something like nineteen percent from three, twenty three percent from the field, and like thirty percent from the free throw line. DeAnthony Melton's an 80% free throw shooter on the year, and he's shooting like 30% in the bubble. Something is going on with him. Maybe this layoff and the weird coming back and Tyus not being there. Maybe there's some sort of explanation for it. I don't know. But you're playing for a contract right now, man, and the way that he's played in this bubble, I I don't know. I don't know what kind of contract you're getting from me I think that I'm going to take my chances on somebody out here. The Grizzlies need him to be productive on the offensive end. Need him to be productive on the offensive end. He doesn't have to go out and score in double digits every night. He doesn't have to go out. Like, we don't want him burning the place down on offense. You don't need that. But you need him to be efficient, and you need him to be much, much, much better than what he's been in this bubble what he's doing, I, I don't know. I I don't know what his number is. I don't know what I'm offering if I'm the Grizzlies. I'm not sure. I don't know where to go with that, but I do know that he has to do better. He has to do better. If they sign him, he sticks around. He's got some work to do, as do a, a lot of the, the players on this team. But it's a young team. They're building, they're growing, they're learning. Grayson Allen has, if nothing else, carved out a role in this rotation moving forward. Josh Jackson not playing any in the bubble, I think that's a telltale sign that he's gone after this year. He's not going to be there. There's no way. I, I don't see any circumstance that Josh Jackson returns to the Grizzlies next year. I don't. I think somebody else is going to take a chance on him. He showed some flashes of stuff in the regular season when he was playing, what he done in the G League. He deserves to be on an NBA roster. Shout out to my man Anthony saying he was freeing Josh Jackson from the, the beginning of the season. Sane said he needed to be there from the start of camp that Josh Jackson so, should have been on the main roster. And And I agree with that. Prior to the season, I did not agree with that. I was one that was opposing saying, and I, I was not a fan of Josh Jackson because of the off-the-court shenanigans. Maybe he's gotten past that. He done really well in Memphis this year. The only sign of any type of trouble that he had is he was late to one practice or missed a practice. He got suspended for a game, and that's it. That's all you heard of. There are some guys in Memphis and in the, that that our mentors helping him, Jay Crowder, T.A., guys that are there showing him the way to be a professional, and it's made a difference for Josh Jackson. So I'm glad that he got that opportunity. If he's not a Grizzly next year, good luck, Josh. I, I'm wh- Wherever he goes, I hope he balls out. I do. I just don't think that it's going to happen in Memphis. I think if he... If he is a, if the front office saw him as a part of the future, that he would be seeing more playing time in the bubble. He didn't have enough time with the team, and then COVID happened, got shut down, so he didn't get in a rhythm with these guys. And maybe that's the reason he's not in the rotation. May, maybe that's it. 
maybe they don't sign DeAnthony Melton. They saw enough from Josh Jackson. Okay, Josh Jackson is, uh, you know, six eight wing that can defend and shoot the ball. Maybe they like Jackson more than DeAnthony Melton. But there's nothing that's happened in the bubble that that's made me think otherwise. I just don't see Josh Jackson being a Grizzly moving forward. I'm I'm gonna get off of that. Dylan Brooks, he, so I I kind of I talked about Dylan a little bit I think a couple shows ago, and how he's been made out to be the villain because of some of his decision making. Dylan is older than some of the guys on the roster, but Dylan is still only in his third year, guys. Some of this stuff that he's doing can be coached. So if somebody has no court vision, you can't teach that. And I will say this, watching the games, Dylan definitely has, um, I don't I'm not going to say no. I was going to say no. He definitely has limited limited court vision. You're, you're not really, I don't see that improving a whole lot, but the decision-making stuff, the stuff where he's early in the shot clock, chucking up a three, you know, he's double teamed and Grayson Allen's standing in the corner wide open and Grayson's been shooting the lights out and he pulls up, you know, tries to shoot it over three defenders. That stuff is coachable, or I would hope it is. If it is not, if you try to coach that, and it turns out that it's not coachable, then at that point you move on. But I I, anything and anything that I've seen from Dylan that has been an issue that's been talked on, and there's not been a lot of a lot of media guys really. You know, there there's people that have shown some, I guess hate I'm just gonna say hate they, you know there, there's people that, that have been hating on him and, and obviously you know as fans of the game you see him doing stuff that's hurting the team so you're gonna let him have it but there's not been a ton of media guys that have really been hating on him there's some that have you know voiced their displeasure with what he's doing but nobody's really hammered down on him there's been some guys supporting him I'm one of those guys he's young enough that he can still turn this around, and and he has been a very vital part to what the Grizzlies have done this year. The Grizzlies are not a 30-win team if Dylan Brooks is not on that roster. They don't have another wing on that roster right now that could have done what Dylan done on the defensive end and the offensive end and helped the Grizzlies be a 30-win team. If this team is starting another guard other than Dylan Brooks at the two, another guard that's currently on the roster or has been on the roster, they are not a 30-win team this year. So hate on Dylan, hate on what he's doing, dislike what he's doing, that's fine. But everything, the, the mistakes and stuff that he's making is stuff that's coachable. He's still young enough that he can turn it around, and I'm not ready to give up on him. There's a lot of talk of trade Dylan put Dylan and Brandon together and, and, you know, go get a guy like Levine or Buddy Hild or I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of making a trade this early because of the early success. There's a lot of talk of we need to make a trade this off season. Guys, it's, it's not happening. And unless it is just some sort of trade 
where it 100% benefits the Grizzlies and they're not losing big assets, it's not happening. This team is too young to start busting it up and going and looking for that other piece. There's going to be a championship window with this roster. I have no doubt about that. But it's not next season. You give these guys another year and you see where they're at. Give Dylan another full year starting, coach him, talk to him about the mistakes that he's making, give him an opportunity to fix it. And at that point, if he's not fixing it, then you look at trading him. They've got some pieces that like midseason next year, they can make a trade. They've got, you know, expiring contracts and Gorgie Jang. JV's contract is not too expensive. He's somebody that I know Sam doesn't want to move, and Sam may shoot me for saying this, but he's somebody that they can move. He's a valuable piece for a contender that's not too expensive. So if the Grizzlies say, okay, we know that JV is older and he's not a part of our future, so we can move him to get a piece that we think is a part of our future, he may be one of those guys. You still have the draft. More than likely, they're not going to have a first-round pick this year. It's probably going to go to Boston. Um, Lottery decides the top four. So if the Grizzlies don't get super lucky and get a pick in the top four, then the pick is going to go to Boston because the rest of it goes by record and they're going to fall outside of the top six and it goes to Boston. So it's, it's crazy to me that you're so willing to give up on a guy this early in his career. Yes, Dylan has made some bonehead mistakes. Yes, I've been one screaming at the TV, Dylan, what in the hell are you doing? I understand all of that. But pump the brakes a little bit. Let's not blow this up. Let's not trade a guy like Brandon Clark to go get a guy. I don't know. Getting rid of Brandon Clark... I don't know that there's anybody that you can get in return that's going to make the Grizzlies contend for a title next year. As a matter of fact, I would say with certainty that there's nobody that they can go and get that they're going to plug in, getting rid of Brandon Clark that's going to make them a championship contender next year. Are the Grizzlies going to be a playoff team next year? If everybody's healthy, I believe they will be. I don't think they're at the point where they're going to be competing You can see their youth showing in this bubble in these games. They can't close the games. They they should have won the San Antonio game. They could have won the game against Portland. If they beat Portland or they beat San Antonio, they win either one of those games, they're locked in right now. They're in the play-in. If they win either one of those games, they're in the play-in. They couldn't close them. The experience of the Spurs and Portland exposed them. Got some work to do. They definitely have some work to do. It's going to be super important this offseason for the Grizzlies. It's going to be extremely important. This front office has got a lot of tough decisions to make. The Anthony Melton and the stuff that he's doing in this bubble did not help his case. And that's something the front office is going to have to decide. It's um, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be in that position, that's for sure. I'm just going to run back through this one more time just so you guys know again where they're at. And it's super confusing, but it's not really. It's it's just a lot of numbers. So right now Portland is in the eighth seed. So if Portland wins, they are eight. 
That's where, boom, Portland's eight if they win. Portland maintains the eight seed if they lose and the other three teams lose as well. So it's four-team race, Portland, Memphis, Phoenix, San Antonio. Portland win, they're eight. Portland lose, everybody else lose. Portland's still eight. Portland is nine if they lose and only one of the other three teams win. Any one of the other three teams win, they jump them. Memphis is eight if they win and Portland loses. Memphis is nine if they're nine right now. So Memphis maintains a nine seed if they win and Portland wins or Phoenix and San Antonio lose. Phoenix moves up to eighth if they win and Memphis and Portland loses. San Antonio goes to eight with a win and all three other teams losing. San Antonio gets nine with a win and Memphis, Phoenix, or Portland lose. Any any combination of those two. So if any one of the other three teams lose, or if two, any two of the other three teams lose and San Antonio wins, they're nine. It's it's a lot, man. It's a lot out there. There's a lot going on. It's huge for the NBA. This is the last day of the season, and you've got four teams alive. Right now, Memphis controls their own destiny. You go out against a Bucks team without their superstar. You win the game. You're in the play-in. They've played some meaningful games, so this is good for the core. It's... I don't know. I don't know what I want to see. I know, honestly, don't hate me for it, but I really don't want the Grizzlies to make the playoffs this year because going in and just getting stomped in a 4-0 sweep without Jaron Jackson, if Jaron Jackson's healthy, then, yeah, I want them in there. I want to see what they can do up against the Lakers, which are clearly a championship team. I want to see what they can do with a healthy roster. Without Jaron Jackson, nah, I'm not really interested. And I know that's not going to be a popular opinion. I would love it more than anything if Portland lost tomorrow and two teams jumped, like two of the other teams won and Portland lost, so they jump them. I would be super, super happy. But that's neither here nor there. That's all I've got for you tonight, guys. I, I've got nothing else on, on all this playing scenario stuff. There's a lot of there's a lot of important games tomorrow, so there's going to be a lot of lines, a lot of end game lines, a lot of stuff to bet on tomorrow. Baseball is back, hockey is back. Our guys over at Hootball Gaming are killing the game right now. Go and check them out if you're not listening to them. Go check them out if you are a betting man. And you want some free money right now, our partners over at MyBookie.ag are running a promo. You use the the promo code HOOPBALL, and they're going to match your initial deposit 100%. And on top of that, they're going to give you money for an MLB futures bet. So go check them out, MyBookie.ag. They have more lines and better odds than any other sports book out there. Use the promo code HOOPBALL to get your initial deposit match and go and win some money. Play the in-game lines. We, I'll be honest with you, there's not a game on the schedule tomorrow that I'm touching the lines that are there right now. I'm going to play in-game stuff. That's what I'm going to do because there's so, like, 
before the game, before the starting five is announced, how are you going to – yes, it's gambling, but it, no, nah, it, it's just not it. It's not it for me. I'm not doing it. There's there's too much if for me to take a, a before-the-game bet on any of these NBA games. There's plenty of baseball out there, hockey. Go check those out. I'm going to run that by you on mybookie.ag is the website. More lines, better eyes than any other sports book out there. The promo code is HOOPBALL. They match your initial deposit 100%. You're throwing 200 down the bet. You use the promo code HOOPBALL. They're going to match your 200, and they're going to give you that MLB futures bet. Go check them out, mybookie.ag. Again, the promo code is HOOPBALL. That's all I've got for you today. The show is on Twitter, at HoopBallGrizz. I am at DWill2111. Sam, miss you, man. Hope you come back soon. Sam is at SamyB1118. Until next time, go This has been a HoopBall presentation.